Hello, and welcome to the Three Wall Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan, and I have Tommy Ryan along with me. Hello, Tommy. Good morning, Danny. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Not too hot, but uh, a good day. No, it's got the 4th of July coming up. That's right. Downtown Marietta Fireworks. Excellent. You're going to be there as well. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So let me see the socks. i got to turn around here to see your socks. Oh, there we go. Stri- Ooh. A yellow look, on top. Look like Georgia Tech socks. A little Ram- mm. Ramblin' Rex socks. I like it. And it looks like you got Georgia Bulldog socks. On. Oh, let's... let's these, <laughs> these are the, my one uh, crazy colored socks, which unfortunately, yes, they are red. So for today's topic, I would like to talk about um, the LinkedIn acquisition. Boy, did you see this coming? Did not. Yeah. Did, didn't even uh, think that that was an area they'd be interested in. But uh, it's made me start thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to take a little bit of time and maybe talk about this. I know there's been a lot on the, the you know, the news about uh, the acquisition and sort of from the financial folks what their uh, thoughts are on the acquisition. Uh, what I'd like to do in this uh, episode is maybe talk about this from the partner perspective and s- sort of what do we see, what's, um, what does this mean to us as a partner and sort of what do we think are the opportunities maybe for Microsoft. Uh, for this acquisition. So um, it sounds like after that, that, that Microsoft wasn't the only bidder for this. Yeah, I mean, from what I heard, yeah, Salesforce was another one of those bidders. I, th- I did hear about that before the Microsoft bid. Now, I thought uh, our, our take was, and we wrote actually a couple of uh, blog posts on this, we thought Microsoft was going after Salesforce. Which I, I think that's uh, that is true. I think that's public now. Yeah, I may, it is public uh, knowledge, and uh, um, and I didn't. Uh, so I thought when something big was going to come out, I thought that was going to be uh, them buying Salesforce. But uh, I guess you know Salesforce. When you really look at it, um, you know they've purchased. I think the company was Jigsaw a while back, and this whole sort of B two B contact data information area. I know Salesforce, that's sort of vital to them. Their product nowadays is called data.com. Um, and so it's a it's an area of importance, especially when, with regards to CRM. Um, but it's interesting to see sort of now, you know, we've got a lot of experience um, on the Salesforce side, you know, from building, uh, you know, what was it for maybe three or four or five years ago doing the integration between Chatter and, and SharePoint. So really understanding what Salesforce's product does and then sort of staying in touch with what uh, Microsoft CRM does through the years. And I think this will be an interesting addition to, to Microsoft CRM, how they're going to integrate it. I have no I'm, I'm, I think I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, and I don't know if it, the strategy will be keeping it you know, as is and, and not really having a lot of integration across yeah. their platform. Yeah. Um, you know, does it become an ad revenue, you know, uh, economic engine for Microsoft? Uh, you know, wh- when do you start seeing the Office 365 products having uh, kind of a closer relationship, a little <laughs> bit more seamless right. process of, you know, using content within, say, conversations that are happening uh, within LinkedIn, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, you know. Another thing that I think of is: it, does it become a 
a data repository that you can use in applications that there's a set of web services to be able to, you know, power sales and marketing apps you yeah. know, that are custom apps. I don't, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting to see where they want to take it. Yeah, to see sort of how standalone it's going to be and uh, as opposed to how integrated into Microsoft's product suite. It looks like, you know, from a lot of what we've been seeing from Microsoft over the last, uh, since Satchik took over, was, you know, make the services available on any platform and sort of play with everybody well. And, uh, you know, so I think if they take that approach with LinkedIn, it'll, it'll, it should be a good, interesting approach. And uh, we'll see. It's, you know, I, I think it, it, um, you know, there's a, it'll, it, their acquisitions can be done well and not, not so well. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how this one plays out through the years. I know um, just sort of a little background. I mean, I think uh, if you looked at, uh, what was happening uh, with LinkedIn? I think they had some rough numbers come out, and their stock take a hit. And then I think Microsoft buying them. It looked like they were buying them at an exaggerated amount, but it was really uh, it was something that before they had a hit, uh, you know, close to what the, the the purchase price was for. It just seemed like a lot of money, you know. $29 billion. Yes. Um, <laughs> Hard to wrap your head around I don't, that. I can't. I just, you know, it's, yeah, it's difficult to wrap your head around it. But um, but uh, obviously there's going to be a way for them to see some value out of this. What I wanted to do next was just sort of maybe talk a little bit about the different aspects of LinkedIn and sort of what could that mean uh, for Microsoft? Um, what could sort of opportunities could that um present to them and sort of, you know, if I look at LinkedIn, the obvious thing for most folks is to keep their, you know, their bios basically, or their, their online resumes or, you know, um, their CVs or whatever, uh, you know, whatever they're using to sort of communicate what their work experience is and, uh, you know, past jobs that they've had. Um, that sort of information, you know, I, I think it's, it's very important when it comes to um, the business to business area and being able to know, like I, you know, if I wanted to find out sort of where somebody is, uh, you know, that's LinkedIn's the place that I'd go to find that out. And you the same right. way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you think about LinkedIn being that place to go to find out where someone is working, it, it is where the eyeballs are. Yeah for the business community, the enterprise, and that's where Microsoft, you know, is targeted. It, it is the enterprise. So, you know, you can kind of see LinkedIn as a way to bring people into the Microsoft platform and, and make them more aware of where you can go with, you know, Microsoft as, as, as that driving force to, you know, support their business. Um, you know, and I don't know if that's through integration with, Microsoft products or more of just raising the awareness of, you know, mm-hmm. advertising internally to that customer base that's on LinkedIn and then even using LinkedIn as an advertising platform that it was similar to what they were trying to do with Bing is, mm-hmm. is to compete with Google and use search as a way to drive ad revenue. Maybe LinkedIn is, is a great place for them mm-hmm. to do that. And I know we were talking earlier and you said, you know, I've tried to spend money on LinkedIn and set up, you know, certain campaigns and and then it doesn't hit my budget. So it's like, gosh, if it didn't hit your budget, th- there was money on the table yeah. that was left. So yeah. can can Microsoft 
Do they, did they see that potential? Was that even in you know, their view of why you buy LinkedIn? Yeah, I'm, 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 I think the, asp- the advertising aspect of it, um, and they have, you know, LinkedIn allows for you to, uh, you know, I, there's different types of accounts that you have. Uh, and like I had a sales navigator account, which right. sort of gave you some additional functionality that you could have on the site. And then you could do what you're mentioning with advertising is, uh, and there's a, there's a key difference with um, sort of what I'm able to do uh, uh, with AdWords versus uh, what I'm able to do on on LinkedIn, and also uh, to maybe a little bit of a lesser extent on on Facebook, which is I can target a specific you know company. I can target, and from a marketing standpoint, targeting uh, you, you end up creating your customer persona and looking at uh, roles within an organization. And one of the unique um, propositions that LinkedIn has is being able to target a specific role, um, which is which is very important as it comes to um, to B2B marketing. And I think having that data and Microsoft being able to understand, you know, who plays what role inside which organization, you know, not only can they leverage that internally, which, <laughs> you know, they're a sales organization and to have that all, you know, basically user generated content that's all kept up to date. Um, by the users of the system, mm-hmm. um, and then being able to to take that and monetize it, and have it uh, advertisers be able to take advantage of that updated information. And I bring out you know the the title because it's from a yeah it really is the B two B aspect. I you know we do regional marketing, so we're trying to fart. Uh, fart Excuse me, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how that trip translates out. We'll see how that what that ends up. We end up end up doing Fargan uh, regional marketing. That's what I that's my new label for what I do. Um, but I'm just trying to target a certain area with certain companies in that area and certain. Also, we target sort of larger companies as well. And so a lot of this information is. You know, you have information in LinkedIn about, like for us, it's about three will and how big is three will and, you know, what's how many people are in the company and, and those sorts of things. And Microsoft can really take advantage of having all of that information and advertising is, is a key way for them to do it. Um, back to the, you know, the, the, the bio stuff. I don't I don't know. Do you like I that seems to be LinkedIn seems to be the one place like is there a competitor with regards to keeping you know where you put your bio out besides like we have our own um you know self-hosted if you know, everybody has their bio on threewill.com but I I can't think of another service where people are actively using to keep their bios up to date nowadays anything no I, I think it's hard enough to even keep it up in LinkedIn you know <laughs> right um, so I right. I there's another. There's no other social, you know, business social platform that um, I think I trust enough to put my bio out yeah. there. Well, the thing, the area that I do think there's a um, some competition is the whole idea of like, and I'm thinking of the communities aspect of LinkedIn, right? Um, this this where you know, sort of like-minded or people who share the uh, interest in the same topic, like for us, is you know, there's a there's a probably a dozen, couple dozen. Uh, communities out there with regards to SharePoint or, uh, you know, Scrum or whatever topic you happen to have an interest in. And LinkedIn sort of allows for these self-organizing communities to come out there and share information together. Um, 
you know, I see there's some alternatives to out there. Like I, the first one that comes off of my, uh, you know, LinkedIn has some uh, groups. Uh, Google Plus has communities as well. So I think there's some competitors in there that have some overlap. But uh, uh, it seems to be a, a, a place where, you know, sort of uh, folks who share common interests sort of get together and, and are able to share information. And then even along with that, more recently, we've seen uh, LinkedIn being used as a almost like a, blo- a blogging platform. Um, That's true. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. Yeah, I... You know, the areas that I use the most is the messaging. Uh-huh. You know, there's times that I try to get a hold of someone. I do have the email address of that person. I know that person fairly well. Yeah. Um, not coming out of the blue. I send several emails, no response, and then you send something in LinkedIn. And for some reason, that becomes on the top of their queue. So I don't know if that lasts for long, but it, it seems to be an effective way for messaging. And then blogging, it's, uh, I think, if you want to get in front of um, folks and show some thought leadership around a topic, that LinkedIn seems to be that place. You know, I've experimented with Medium, another kind mm-hmm. of blogging platform. Uh-huh. But LinkedIn, as it relates to business, I think is probably one of your better places to kind of fish where the fish are. Yep. Um, for putting blog content out there. I've cross posted some of the ones that I thought would be good that, you know, put it, put it both on our blog and also on LinkedIn just to see sort of what sort of analytics and interactions I'll get on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it was, it was, there were some additional things that I felt like uh, got more exposure um, on LinkedIn and may, hopefully even drove some traffic to, to our site because that, that was cross posted up there. But, uh, and that's another area that, that I think, um, Microsoft. It'll be interesting to see how they can leverage that as well. The um, LinkedIn acquired Lynda.com. I'm very familiar with Lynda.com. I'm always trying to learn new things. Mm-hmm. And so um, they acquired them, I guess, a year, two ago. I'm not exactly sure on the timeline. But this is interesting because um, I don't know if you're familiar with the whole process, but after you take a class, you actually get, you know, get acknowledged for completing the class. And I think this is sort of, uh, you know, Microsoft getting a little bit into the business of uh, understanding people's knowledge and being able to uh, pick up and, you know, for this, there's some such great material on there. Lynda.com has uh, really different, um, subject matter experts you sort of can learn like i do a lot of the marketing related courses i'm sorry i'm monopolizing this conversation (laughs) you're you're probably enjoying it like go ahead danny go on go um the you know a lot of the marketing related content you can learn from sort of the expert in in the in the in the community uh directly from them which is just it's just great to have it and it's in a format that's easily digestible so it almost gets mark microsoft a little bit into the it's not training. It's not learning it's education. Man- it's oh, little- learning management. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of times we get people with SharePoint saying, I want to yeah. yep. create a learning management system. And, you know, instead of creating that learning management system, tying into something like lynda.com to, to at least on more generic topics that are not proprietary to your company, mm-hmm. that that's a great way to motivate and, and get people to feel like they're growing and kind of tying into uh, a way to, to, you know, grow people from an educational standpoint. Yep. Um, and, you know, they have a video portal 
uh, within Office 365, but that's kind of an empty shell of that's where I can put video content. Yep. Um, I don't know how lynda.com would come into play to say, oh, I want a module for a learning management portal, and that becomes something that's available as a cloud um, app that's in addition to what you see in Office 365. Awesome. Um, so the last little bit of this, and I know I'm eating up, uh, going over my time here. You have a couple more minutes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Um, a couple more minutes to listen to me. Sure. <laughs> Go for it. Um, the last little bit I wanted to talk about sort of, and we've get, gotten a little bit into this, but the why, you know, why did they do this? And I think the obvious things that we've hit so far is, you know, just the, um, you know, it's just, it, it is the business social network. I mean, it is, uh, it's, I think it, it's sort of the de facto um, place that, uh, that people keep their information up to date with regards to, you know, a lot of, you see a lot of people sharing, you know, uh, uh, you know, when they start sharing more of the social stuff that's not appropriate for LinkedIn, right. people get all sorts of update, up, uh, upset about that. But um, so it is the place for business communication, which is, I think it's just, it's the right place for Microsoft to be. I mean, that's, that's a great focus for them. I think um, when I look at sort of why, I think this is what I'm hoping comes out of this is that, you know, uh, LinkedIn did have some, you know, were had some bad numbers and i'm hoping that this gives them some stability as far as them focusing in on the 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 core functionality of what linkedin does and they don't have to you know everybody has to worry about the next quarter but they're able to maybe take a little bit of a further look into where they're going with this because they have 29 billion dollars Right. Um, in cash. Um, and that hopefully will give them a, hey, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to make it through next year. <laughs> um, we're going to be able to take a little bit of a, a longer term approach to what we're doing. You know, that's my 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 hope out of this is that they're not going to have to sort of focus so much on the short term. Um, yeah, I look at the two most recent ones, recent acquisitions of Yammer and then Wonderlist. And I I think there's some hope for something like LinkedIn. Wonderlist, I think it continues to move down its path that is, you know, purpose-built for what it needs to do and not getting stagnated and convoluted within, you know, forcing it into something that it's not. Um you know, I see Yammer, my, my concern, Yammer, I haven't seen that much uh, innovation. It's been more just integration um, and the integration is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good from a single sign-on perspective, but bringing Yammer into your activities, I think that can get better. Um, so you, you wonder, you know, does it, is it going to kill innovation or is it going to you know, allow innovation to foster because of, you know, unlimited, not unlimited funds, but a healthy amount of funds to, to be bold, to go after new ideas. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, my take with, uh, with what happened with Yammer is more of, I think they took Yammer's approach to developing software and applied it to basically to all of Office 365. Right. And so they took the, the rapid release, the A-B testing, and, 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 and instead of really just focusing in on the Yammer product, they said, how can we take what Yammer does and apply it to the whole Office 365 suite? Right. And so we got the innovation overall. And we're, you know, there's a lot of things that you, you and I are very happy with, with uh, 
you know, weekly you go through and talk about sort of what's coming down the pipe with Office 365 with the internal team with us on, on Tuesday mornings. And you look at the roadmap and having that roadmap and being able to see the quick cycles and to be able to know where we're going with this. I think that's that's been a, just a great impact on Microsoft overall. I agree. The, the net overall impact is very positive. Yeah. I think just when you look at Yammer in terms of its capability, just the feature set, um, I, I don't see it. Um, it hasn't changed much since a few years back. So you worry about you know, can that start growing? Because then we start looking at other social networks like Slack, because yeah. a social network, I think you have to be teasing it up. You have to be um, bringing things, putting things into the product that draw you back in, continue to draw you back in. You think there's any risk um, in a, a sort of a new LinkedIn coming in and, and trying to take advantage of folks who are not happy about Microsoft owning LinkedIn? I uh, haven't thought about that, but yeah. That, yeah, it's an interesting thought that uh, that does create maybe an opportunity that now that you know LinkedIn is not independent, it's Microsoft, and so it's going to take a while for Microsoft to bring it into the fold. So innovation cycles might be stagnated for a while as they figure that out, and then that makes it vulnerable for someone else to come in and be aggressive in that market. Well, my email's going crazy here. I just got an email from Sasha. He said, there's no no problem. We're going to crush the competition. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow they have tapped into our conversation right now, Tommy. So yeah. with that, I think I'm going to end this. Okay. It's all over with <laughs> Done. All right. Get, uh, so you go ahead and get back to Sachi. Yeah. So um, I'll get back to him and respond back quickly. Um, please drop by uh, threewill.com. Check out our blog. Listen to other podcasts. Uh, um, if you can, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also on uh, Stitcher and SoundCloud. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Thank you, Tommy, for taking time out of your busy day. And I know you're covering Bruce this week as well. So uh, thank you for doing this. Sure. No problem, Dan. Okay. Everybody have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.